Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Glad you could join us. Uh, I wish, by the way, Gil Alexander, Jeffrey Parlay, producer number five at eight here with you. Jeff, I wish we could we could talk about other things besides like COVID reports. That's not, you know, our joy in life. But uh, from a betting perspective, all of this matters. You have a you have an expression on your face that means you want to say something here. Yeah, we got we got a few uh, a few uh, notes here, okay. real quick. Uh, let's start with Buffalo, real quick. Mm-hmm. Sean McDermott uh, saying Josh Allen is going to practice today, which uh, means Josh, Josh Allen should be ready to go. And your uh, Trubisky playing and line crashing theory. More than likely going out the window. Not theory, but hope, right? Yeah, hope that Trubisky would play, that line would crash, and then Trubisky, who's a you know, double A version of Josh Allen. They don't have to change the offense much, and then you then you cr- you pound the Bills, but that's not going to happen. So ten and a half is where it will remain. Yes, actually, I've seen that gone up now. It's now twelve. Oh, it's moving on. Yes, that. so not completely baked in. Yeah, so twelve now on that one with Carolina and Buffalo. Uh, Deion Dawkins, though, their left tackle did test positive for COVID. Uh, he is vaccinated, oh. so we'll see if he can uh, get the two negatives uh, in time, or excuse me, the negative test in time. Because now that they've changed the rules, so this is, and I'll just say it again because I know I said it a couple segments ago, but this is this is the part of this that is just so nebulous, right? Because the Browns and the Raiders just being the most extreme example, yeah, it looks nuts for the Browns now, but by game time tomorrow, they could have some of these guys playing already. And that applies to all, you know, it doesn't apply to Taylor Heineke, though, because is this will be different for the unvaccinated, and we're trying to figure out. I think we think that Taylor Heineke might be unvaccinated, but that's the thing. 
um, there's going to be there, there's some games that are completely unaffected, largely unaffected, and the games that are affected, we don't know who's vaccinated and who's not, and therefore we don't know if they have a chance to come back quickly or not. Anyway, I'm sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. One last one. We, we you mentioned the uh, the bad the CBS Sports Classic here in town. Uh, Carolina is going to play Kentucky tomorrow. That is now official. So okay. UCLA, Carolina not happening. Kentucky, North Carolina is happening, though. All right. And then the Rams had a spate of uh, of COVID. They're up over 20 positives now. Including Vaughn Miller. That came down yesterday uh, for the Rams. That OBJ was already on that list uh, for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Remember that right after their Monday night game, their Monday night win over the Cardinals. So Jalen Ramsey among those still on. So again, we don't know. Uh, the Rams obviously don't play this week, so not as excuse me. The Rams do play rather. The Rams play the the Seahawks, but the Seahawks on the other side of the field have their own COVID issues. Um, Tyler Lockett, Alex Collins, four his four top receivers. Russell Wilson's four top receivers right now would not be in the game. So that line has gone from seven back down to four and a half. Now ticking back upwards. On the Rams. So all of this, I, I've never in all of my years, I mean, we're talking decades now of betting football, Jeff. And I think this is this is the way to put this in context. None of us who have bet football for most of our lives have ever seen anything line movement like this, line movement wise, in terms of the volatility of this, because obviously we didn't have a global pandemic before this. And so it's beyond the injuries. You know, the injuries, at least... And again, we, I keep focusing on the Browns and the Raiders because in many ways it's the most ridiculous of all of them. Darren Waller is out for the Raiders. So I will say again, and Dr. Bob agrees with me, he said this earlier, I don't, you can't play the Raiders minus four on the road without Darren Waller against anybody. That's not his words, those are my words. But he says that what I said was it's Browns or nothing at this point. That's the part he agrees with. Because if you're anticipating, and it's complete speculation, it's complete you trying to read the tea leaves, and good luck to all of us on that. But if you think that, you know, the, the likes of Baker Mayfield and, all, and, and a lot of these Brown starters will actually be in the lineup tomorrow, which is now possible because of the new rules, the new relaxed rules, that's the only way to play this preflop. How, how much in-game are you doing this week versus preflop? I mean, we had the Megapod yesterday, Jeff. We have to come up with our three best bets, as you know. It was virtually impossible to get past two. Like the two bets that I like the most preflop are the Colts Saturday night, which is a game that appears to be largely unaffected by anything COVID, knock on wood. Colts now two and a half point favorites. And the Bengals, which as you remember on guessing lines, was the line that I st- I couldn't understand how the how the Bengals were underdogs. And I still don't understand how they're underdogs. Actually hit three yesterday at one point before it came back. What are your best preflops here, side or total? That Bengals-Broncos game is three. It's three again. Yeah, it's three again. So, Do, do we think that – does the market think that, that Burrow's pinky is not working? I, I, like, what's I, the deal? It, it, look, Riley Reef was put on IR yesterday, so they are still down multiple offensive linemen. And Reef uh, obviously had a really good year at right tackle before getting injured. Uh, not the best defense to be going up against with – Offensive line issues, so that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, there was uh, basically at this point, everyone except for Indy and, and New England have multiple guys on that COVID list. So uh, again, 
monitor that as we go along. That would be the only one that I would look at would be Cincinnati getting three. Wrong team is favored. I, I thought that should have been since he won. And we're seeing a four-point difference from what I thought. So I had Cincy minus two and a half. Yeah, that, that would be the only one that I would look at. I, I wish I had hit, I bet Green Bay earlier in the week when it dipped back to four and a half. Even if Lamar goes, Lamar, when he's played, especially since he's been dealing with these nagging injuries, yeah, he just hasn't hasn't looked the same over the last month. Do you think we'd ever get to a point where I'd, I'd have to ask you, is there a difference in your opinion right now between Lamar Jackson and Huntley? I mean, that's... I don't know if that means anything to anybody right now because because Lamar even be yeah even you know before this latest injury, not your uh, older brother and sisters Lamar Jackson, Packers by five and a half. I'm just looking at this Washington thing. I'm sorry to keep harping on a Washington Philly. By the way, has that gotten back on the board yet anywhere? But I saw Dr- DraftKings had a twelve. Twelve Philly yeah. now twelve. This is a nine and a half point move from the beginning of the week. Nine and a half in a division game between the Washington football team and Philly. And by the way, I get it. And remember last week's game against the Cowboys. Remember Washington went into that game on a four-game winning streak, and they were they were in the they were they were sixth in the playoff picture in the NFC. By the way, after losing that, they're seventh currently. But think about that game. They had to put on defense because remember COVID hit them after we were off the air, long after we were on off the air on Friday. Saturday, you started to hear they had to play defense last week with the likes of Casey Tuhill, Daniel Wise, Shaka Tony, Bunbi, uh, Bunbi Rotimi, and, uh, and William Bradley King. I, I root for this football team, and I have no idea who, who most of those people are. And now this week, you look at the COVID list. We already said, if you missed it this morning, there's no Taylor Heineke now. He's on the COVID list. Kyle Allen, their backup quarterback who finished the game against Dallas, he's already on the COVID list. So the Washington football team has actually had to pick up players off the Patriots practice squad and Garrett Gilbert. This is actually what's happening right now. And if you look down their COVID list, Matt Ioannidis, I'm just going to give you the highlights. They're starting defensive tackle. Cam Sims, starting wide receiver. Uh, Kendall Fuller, starting D-back. Uh, Montez Sweat, as we already know, was on that. Cameron Curl, starting defensive back. And remember, Terry McLaurin went out of that game with concussion, with a concussion, or at least had to be evaluated for one in the third quarter yesterday, uh, last week. So now it's 12, and I don't know how you could bet on Washington. I don't know how you could. And all the Eagles do is run all day long. So, I mean, this is, this is crazy. So in the end, my only, again, Indian Cincy for me. And you ultimately? Cincinnati. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's I can't, it. They can't do anything else. The only other one is if the Bears continue to get bad COVID news. That's Minnesota fi- yeah, that's probably a is a reasonable one on Monday night. Five and a half now. Yeah, now five and a half. That's probably fine. But again, Minnesota, of course, lost to Detroit two weeks ago. So The funniest line move of the whole week, if we need a little bit of levity with all this stuff, is what happened yesterday when you flashed up that Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> when you flashed up that Jacksonville line, I guess Jacksonville on the news of Urban Meyer being fired, finally, by Shad Khan. Jacksonville went up to five and a half at Circa right now against Houston. Uh, Jacksonville now is a four-and-a-half point. Well, there's still some fives out there, but I think more four-and-a-halves over Houston. Would you? How do you read a game like that? When we had William Hill on yesterday, not that William Hill, the William Hill, when we had Will Hill on yesterday, his favorite pick was what, Houston catching the points? 
Or do you go the other way on that? And you're like, oh, Jacksonville is going to be the happiest football team in America. They're going to crush them. I think this is the ultimate in-game game because if Jacksonville looks spry in that game, it may be kind of what that week one game between these teams was where Houston just rolled them out. What with the opposite side. So I'm not betting this pre-flop. If you made me take it, I would just take... I mean, look, coaches are not supposed to move the line, but the fact that Urban gets canned and the line immediately <laughs> moves two points in the direction of, of Jacksonville is pretty incredible. 39 and a half the total in that game. And what was the news on Miami you were just saying before the break? Yes, uh, this is actually good news. Uh, yeah. Miles Gaskin and uh, and and Ahmed, their, their backup running back, who are both on the COVID list during their bye week, have been removed from the COVID list and are back at practice today. So good news for the Dolphins, who for a time there looked like they would have uh, one running back this weekend. So that's the nine and a half. I mean, these spreads are massive. All the big favorites, I'll ask you the Megapod question as we leave. All the big favorites, and there's a ton of them now. Who's the most likely to lose outright? San Francisco. San Francisco? Yeah. As a... Nine, nine and a half point favorite hosting Atlanta. That's the most likely to lose that, right? I, yesterday on the Megapod, I said Philadelphia, but now you can't say that anymore. Every, everything you say one day is just like completely irrelevant the next on this. This is, uh, these are the times in which we live here uh, at week 15 of the 2021 season. Have, have fun finding five contest plays this week. Oh, good luck to everybody on that. By the way, the Washington thing, too, like what a way to get knocked out of playoff contention last weekend this week. We'll see if that's the case with Cleveland uh, tomorrow. See how many players they feel. Coming back, Todd Wright, little fantasy next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. 
Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Don't forget that our uh, college football bowl betting guide is out and about. Only $19.99 at vcin.com slash bowl guide. Analysis on every bowl game, insights, trends, data, predictions. And you can take it any uh, with any approach. Maybe you want to bet every game. Maybe you're playing a contest. Love college bowl contests. Or just want to find a few key high-value props. The betting guide can help give you an edge on all of that. The VEASAN College Football Bowl Guide. Once again, only $19.99 at VEASAN.com slash bowl guide. Remember, the bowls start in 45 minutes. And Dr. Bob likes the under on the Bahamas Bowl. He said, wait, I see a 50 and a half out there. Wait as long as you can. What are you smiling about? No, the Bahamas Bowl is usually, obviously there wasn't one last year, but in the history of that bowl, it's been chaos after chaos after chaos in that game. Bruh, I had Western Kentucky that year against Central Michigan. <laughs> there is no worse beat in the history of sports. I will challenge anybody on that. All these people are like, oh, the Belk Bowl. Let's stop with your Belk Bowl. That Bahamas Bowl between those two teams, Western Kentucky and Central Michigan, look it up. Get back to me. I'll never have a worse beat than that. Horrific. By the way, John Goulet just made a great point off offset here, which we talked about a lot on this show. Remember last year that whole debacle between the Saints and the Broncos, where the Broncos' entire quarterback group got scuttled, right? And the and the Broncos had to start. Uh, you remind me what his name was. He was the kid no, from that was, that Wake was Forest. Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton from Wake Forest, who who didn't even end his career at Wake Forest as a quarterback, ended up going one of nine in that game, right? And so. The notion came up then, you got to, with COVID, you got to have like one quarterback in your group quarantined at all times who's just separate from your other quarterbacks. The poor guy comes up in an emergency situation to avoid that kind of debacle. Washington's wishing they did that now. Now they're picking up Garrett Gilbert off the Patriots practice squad. Garrett Gilbert, who uh, played for the University of Texas during the Eisenhower administration, I believe it was, when Colt McCoy got hurt in that famous national championship. As we like to joke, played college football for 45 years. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd Wright is here with us from the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast, the Todd Wright Toddcast as well, the greatest radio host there ever was. Good morning to you, Todd. How you doing? Good morning, Gil. Can I first jump in on the quarterback talk here? Please. Garrett, Garrett Gilbert, who played for the ball coach in the AAF, for the Orlando Apollos, which were the best team at the time that league shut down. Also, speaking of the Cleveland Browns with their dilemma this week, I thought of how seven years ago, not due to COVID, they were without a quarterback to play out the string over Christmas. 
They called Rex Grossman and said, hey, would you like a paycheck? He said, nah, I got my in-laws in town and turned down $53,000 for the 11-year veteran minimum because, <laughs> nah, you know, the in-laws are here. I'm sorry I'm going to have to pass. Got my in-laws in town. Please don't ever mention the old ball coach ever again, Todd. It gives me the heebie-jeebies, as they say. Uh, let me ask you this, because you're here for fantasy talk, and – uh, we're seeing the first mock draft next year with the uh, the McShays and the Kuipers of the world coming up with their top five picks. Who are the top five picks in next year's fantasy draft as you see it? Yeah, I was inspired by, just as one example, McShay did his. He didn't have a quarterback in the top ten. Yeah. That's that's like saying no good-looking women are at a Jonas Brothers concert. So that's, that's not going to happen. No. There will be quarterbacks in the top ten. My top five right now in the 2022 fantasy draft in no particular order, and I'll get your thoughts back, Henry, Taylor, Kamara, Najee Harris, because the touch counts, Mm -hmm. and maybe Austin Eckler's in there at the five. I mean, the era of McCaffrey or Barkley or even Zeke being in that top three or four, I think, are gone. I would even right now for next year take Joe Mixon over any of those three I just mentioned. I would love to poke holes in that list, but I think it's perfect. I think you're exactly right. It's the sort of the the changing of the guard, if you will, uh, at the top of fantasy drafts. Um, so let's talk about some of these like sort of theories in, in fantasy football. Matthew Barry, who we all know and love from ESPN, uh, he has the don't get cute thing that you talk about largely at the beginning of fantasy seasons where it's like, hey, you drafted these guys. Like, don't get cute. Play them. What are you, what are you doing here? Um, this also applies in a different way to the playoffs for you. Yeah, I think you can get cute. Um, I just did it the last two weeks. I'm already in my semifinals in one league. We stuck with a 13-week regular season um, and an expanded playoffs. So I benched Lamar Jackson two weeks ago. I mean, I was fully invested in a couple uh, leagues with Lamar Jackson. And just based on some of the things, some of the optics, some of the numbers, I just said, I think I can do better. And I picked up Taysom Hill and just went with him from the moment he started. And obviously, that's worked out. Even in the other league, I have sat my franchise quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Could I have predicted he got hurt? No. But I'm still getting points. I streamed Cam Newton, and even though he didn't even play the full game, I knew he was going to run for a touchdown. I'll take it. You take those rushing yards. It's why there's value in Taysom Hill. Jalen Hurts. Um, Justin Fields has been putting up numbers in recent weeks because he's running the ball. Where basically you're treating your QB one like an RB3 or an RB4. But yeah, you if you have reason in a one-and-done situation in season-long fantasy leagues, you can bench a normal QB1, RB1, RB2 wide receiver one if there's a better option out there. I don't see a problem with it. Todd, when I used to play uh, fantasy football, I used to always say about myself, I'd be like, you know, I'm a pretty good GM. I come up with a good draft. But boy, am I the worst coach that's ever existed. I have no idea who to play in these games. And so who are who are the players? Let, let's put it this way. Who are the players right now that if they're rostered by owners – are are the ones that if they don't play them in the game, if they bench them, that you will have no sympathy for whatsoever. Like, who are those players that are the ones that you just absolutely have to play, and if you don't, it's just your own darn, darn fault? Yeah, let's call it the serves you right list. Yes. These are three, I'd say lesser names, but if they're if they're sitting on... They're not on waivers at this point. They're on someone's roster, and if they're on yours and you're not playing them and you wonder why you didn't advance in the fantasy playoffs, it might be your own fault. 
my list of three wide receivers in this category, T. Higgins, Hunter Renfro, Van Jefferson. In my 21st century standard scoring settings, they have all put up double-digit points the last three games in a row. Now, you can't count, count on that for this week, but I don't see any reason to not play them based on what they're doing, all their own individual situations in Cincinnati, Vegas, and with the Rams, especially with uh, Beckham now on the COVID list. All right, we're talking about in real-life football how, like, you know, Washington, my goodness, what a way to get knocked out of playoff contention. If you're Cleveland, we'll see if Cleveland gets guys back with the uh, relaxed rules uh, for tomorrow's game, but what a way for them if this ends up how they get knocked out uh, of any possible playoff spot. What about for, for fantasy owners if you, if you have some key Cleveland Browns? How do you uh, work around this? Well, you've just got to keep hitting refresh on whatever your fantasy provider is in terms of who's going to be eligible to play. But just always remember this, Gil, you and I have talked about it all year. The Browns are going to use their running backs more than they use their wide receivers, more than they use their tight ends. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones has bubbled up every now and then, say every three weeks to give you double-digit points. But it's all about the running back. So they've already done us a favor and declared Kareem Hunt out for this week. So you've got to my COVID hedge this week is Dearness Johnson. Now, right now, there's nothing wrong with Nick Chubb. But even if Cleveland is going to be taken behind the woodshed by the Raiders, Chubb is going to run the ball. But when he's out of the game, they'll use Dearness Johnson the way they used to use Kareem Hunt. And smart people like you, uh, Browns fans, and fantasy players know the more you feed Dearness Johnson, the better he gets. He's like a hot goaltender in hockey. So he's my COVID hedge. I don't think I'm going to start him. But if Chubb ends up with COVID, boom, I've got someone who's going to touch the ball 20 times, and game flow doesn't matter for the Browns. They'll just keep feeding Dearness Johnson if Nick Chubb ends up on the COVID list. All right, last thing, Todd, because we've got to run. We've got about 60 seconds. But generally speaking, still two tried-and-true ways to win fantasy. It's either the, the great draft, ride it, or the, the frenzied transaction guy. Yeah, uh, my semifinals this week in, in one league are an example. I've got to take down the owner who hasn't lost since week four when I beat him handily. But that lineup I used to beat him handily, I'm playing one of those seven starters this week, Devontae Adams. The other six I've either traded, benched, cut, or are injured. Meanwhile, he has Jonathan Taylor. That's why he hasn't lost since week four. He had a good draft. He avoided key injuries, and he was able to sit to, to sit there and, and let it all work out. Where owners like me who lose Derrick Henry, we lose other Kareem Hunt along the way. We've got to work the waiver wire. We've got to make aggressive trades. We've got to do some other things to stay in contention. And that's where I'm at now with an entirely different team from the last time I faced them. Todd, appreciate it as always, man. Thanks so much. Good luck with the fantasy playoffs and with, ever, with any bets you're making this weekend in the NFL. Thank you very much, Gil. Todd Wright, everybody. Uh, Todd Wright, Fantasy Football Podcast, and the Todd Wright Podcast, wherever Todd, uh, whether podcast rather, or Toddcast, are distributed. No one else is uh, on the COVID list since the last time we spoke, right? No, no additions. Not, not, uh, Matt Barkley. That's it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Every every two seconds or something. Do you even know what team Matt Barkley plays for now? At this point, yeah. Yes, he's backing. Uh, no, he's Carolina's third guy now. Yes, he is. Of course he is. Thanks for putting me on this podcast. Yeah, Matt Barkley is Carolina's third guy. How many teams has he played for? 
<laughs> what did you a say? Ton. A ton. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Vinny Maliulo is next. Uh, we'll see if anybody else is added. We'll update everything. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Don't forget the Ron Flatter Racing Pod still out there. Today's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features Eclipse Award-winning writer John Scheinman, who discusses his new book, Vile Harbor Blues. Celebrity interviewer Brad Blanks talks about what happens when red carpets and horse racing come together. South Point's Chrissy Andrews, I know that guy. He handicaps weekend races, uh, races rather, not races, but races. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it at vcin.com slash podcast, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. Sponsored by First Bet. Skill Alexander, ladies and gentlemen. Jeffrey Parlay is here as well. And now it's time to slow jam with Vinny. Vinny Maolio. What's happening, Vinny? What do you say, boys? I'm just uh, trying to update my uh, my, <laughs> my injury slash COVID. What was that? Uh, I'm good. I'm good, boys. Good to be with you. So so yesterday, first of all, thank you for being here. Yes, Always good to be here. I never, never take it for granted, Vinny. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Uh, Derek Stevens, the great Derek Stevens. Yes. Who runs the... Uh, Circa. Yes. He's the owner. He's the owner. Runs yes. the joint. Uh, Derek Stevens was kind enough to come on the Megapod yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, which we do with Mike Palm and Todd Wishnev every Thursday over there at the D. And, uh, you know, Derek, we were talking about Survivor. We are talking about the normal things this week in the NFL. But one of the biggest things that he talked about was how this week you're just not seeing the money as early as you normally do because of all of this stuff going on. And that makes complete sense. And so I ask you the same question. Yeah. Are people just waiting to bet? Like there's, I mean, even yesterday's game is an example. Right. I think he was talking specifically about yesterday's game. That game last night on paper, right? Mm-hmm. Chargers and Chiefs should be one of these games where people were running to the counter, mm-hmm. marquee matchup. Oh my God, the flood of money in a standalone game. But as of yesterday morning, anyway, when we did the podcast, he was like, yeah, it's just you, you don't know because there's too many moving parts. I, I have to say that. And I, I know Chrissy tweeted out a, uh, uh, a message yesterday. Ye- yesterday's game was, was very heavily bet, actually. But it, it, but did, it did take place late? later on. Uh, in fact, I was on yesterday with uh, uh, Michael Lombardi and, and Patrick Maher. And then right after that, I was back in the office. Christy and I were talking and going over some things. And there were some decent-sized bets. So I would say it started more yes, yesterday, late morning, and then steady in the afternoon. When, because people had a pretty good idea, at least the teams did, and they were conveying uh, who was in and who wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you're going to see more of that. I mean, so there's two games tomorrow. And I think there's going to be a, a, a wait-and-see approach. I mean, like, really, who, who's... So the, the who's, Browns and the Raiders. The, who's, like, who's quarterbacking for the for the Browns right now? We don't know. Right. Because we don't know if... if yeah. uh, by the way, uh, Taylor Heineke saying he is vaccinated for Washington. So we want to make that clarification. Taylor Heineke saying he is vaccinated. So yeah, we don't know with these relaxed rules now. Right. We don't know if Baker Mayfield will play tomorrow. Maybe he will. We don't know. As of 8.33 Pacific this morning, we don't know yet. But so that's the thing. So are you seeing? And this is obviously we're in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. so there's there's Raiders fans here. But right. you, are you seeing the same? I mean, like how how what percentage less are we seeing of of handle for a game like that? Because for me, I can't imagine you would have even a fraction of the money. Well, I think it, what percentage are you seeing? 
uh, that you normally would see go- leading up to it, right? And and if you look at this game where the the Browns on Monday when uh, Chrissy uh, got off of guessing lines with you on on Monday morning where the Browns opened six, and now you've got the Raiders as four-point favorites. Yeah. I mean, it's it, there's so many games that almost have a, a an Aaron Rodgers-esque, <laughs> you know, is he in or out type of thing, right? right. We, we oftentimes talk about Aaron Rodgers being the number one uh, impactor uh, uh, to the number. But it's not like but the money made this that is, flow. It's, no, no, no. Yeah. You have to adjust. Yeah. You know, so there has to be almost a reset, if you will, uh, of and, – and, and again, I, I've always said – you know, we want to know, but I want betters to know. We, everybody should be, you know, and everybody's trying to guess now. So the percentage of handle, Gil, normally, right, 90% of the money comes in on game day, right? So is there still, has there been 10% of the money bet up to this point on this game? I'd say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's more like probably you know, less than five because people but, are trying to gauge exactly right. what's happened. But I guess what I'm asking you is to, is to guesstimate for us. Like if this, let's say, let's say COVID didn't exist, right, mm-hmm. for a game last night. Like if if by Thursday morning you would have seen, you know, a a more than half the money. Maybe maybe you don't. Maybe it doesn't work that way normally even. But no, I think yeah, I, you I know think, what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's like how what? how much close to the vest, how much more close to the vest are people until actual kickoff? Well, I think I think uh, it was pretty steady in the afternoon, and the majority of money came in sh- certainly in the last hour. Uh, yeah. And yesterday, given the teams and given the ramifications of the game in terms of the of the division and all, uh, it was still one of the uh, the stronger bet Thursday night games. Mm, okay. Um, but again, much of it, uh, I'd say, more of a percentage came in later. That's what I'm getting at. Than, yeah. uh, than, than we would have seen, you know, on Wednesday. All right. Things, especially with a key number, uh, the key number of three, three yes. and a half. I uh, don't know if you know this, but bowl games are starting in about 25 minutes. Are they? Well, yes. So on a, on a bowl game, so it's the Bahamas Bowl to kick right. things off yes. this morning. And it's early. It's a Friday morning. What is, what's the handle on a game this morning like compared to the game tonight? Well, tonight, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we've got be? a 9 a.m. game now and a 3 o'clock game, right? So the uh, this uh, Toledo game. Uh, which Toledo now up to ten. Uh, the the afternoon game will be will be stronger. I mean, simply. But like by know, how much? Obviously, it'll be stronger. I think it'll much. be. I think you could say probably you know maybe one and a half to two times. Maybe you know it depends, Gil. It's uh, what what comes out of you know report wise, right, and things like that. And and again, how it'll be tied into general public will tie it into today's NBA for sure. Um, and then the other bowl games tomorrow, and also I think yeah, you could yeah, Coastal Carolina, uh, Northern Illinois. Um, All right, here's the question: Which would be a do- I'd say at least double, two, you know, two or three times. Let's take the Raiders and the Browns tomorrow. The first, obviously, the Colts and the Patriots mm-hmm. going to be hugely bet. So we'll take that off the table for a second. But by the way, will the Colts Patriots end up being the most heavily bet game of the entire weekend? Of the weekend, no. It'll still be the Sunday night It'll game. It'll be the Sunday night game. Chase game no matter what. Yeah, because because yeah. everybody will be in, and, and yeah. everything is going to it. Don't forget handle oh, yeah. that's alive goes to that game. Here's here's the question for tomorrow. Let's take the Raiders Browns with all the uncertainty revolving around that mm-hmm. versus all six college bowl games yesterday. You mean what will have more? Yes. Total. The tomorrow. Six, uh, to- tomorrow. Okay. Did I say yesterday? What's wrong with me? All right. Tomorrow. Six games versus that one with all the mayhem. 
the the the, the Raiders Browns game will, by far. So see that with because you know what I'm getting at because yeah. the South Point has always mm-hmm. said here in these last few years, hey, college football is just as big as the NFL. Well, but these are these but are these are, these are still games. bowl games and they're smaller bowl games. Uh, will they be tied to the Raiders game? Absolutely. Yes. There's no question they'll be tied to the Raiders Browns game for sure. Uh, and 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 also the the Patriots Colts game. I mean, that, oh, I mean, I mean that's that's, that's a mon- that's a monster game, one of the mm-hmm. bigger bigger games of the weekend, as you pointed out. Um, but um, yeah, it's look, football is 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 king, right? I and mean, we we know that. Uh, now, when we say that college football has rivaled the NFL, that's an overall uh, on on a typical weekend with so many more games, and of course the playoffs and things like right, that. Right, but you you understand what I'm getting because last week we had an Army Navy standalone game. There was no NFL on mm-hmm. Saturday. It was just one college football right. game, and there was random college basketball. But that one college football game. Because it was standalone, mm-hmm. because there was nothing else to distract in the NFL, was off the charts handled in some spots, right? Well, yeah, and and of course there's tradition there too, which is I mean everybody knows it's the Army Navy game, right? right? But, it's going to be there and everything, right? Sure. But we've never had the Army Navy game have that big of a handle like it did this past week. I don't think I don't think it. Uh, uh, I, I would say yeah. What well, last week's Army Navy game was one of the bigger handle uh, handles of an Army Navy game too. And again, the other part is we were. Here, let's talk about Las Vegas. Las Vegas was still absolutely packed, right? We had the uh, was the last weekend of the of the NFR, which certainly contributed to uh, to the uh, to the volume, right? With the the massive numbers of folks here, I got to yeah. have to get down on this game you know, before I head over to the uh, to I, the. Uh, I noticed that we had two weeks of Cowboys here. Yes, that was the Listen. most crowded. That Friday night last week was the most crowded I've ever seen the South Point. On a, including like a Super Bowl Friday night. Gil, uh, the NFR is uh, is as big event an event as you can imagine. That's why people try to uh, when I say people other other cities try to are, try to compete for it. Uh, and again, it almost left here a few years back, but uh, one Mister Michael Gaughan stepped in and uh, helped. Hmm. Keep it here. Interestingly, none of them could find their masks. I noticed as well. That was another. Well, fine when point. when you yeah. when you're when you're when you're sipping on out. your your yeah. Coors Light or your your Budweiser, <laughs> is that what they were doing? Which which yeah. which there's no question that you did see people walking while they were consuming that. Uh, so technically, they were uh, <laughs> they were compliant. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, for sure, it was. It was, and and by the way, they 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 just have a little trouble with the with the parallel lines in the parking lot, also with those big trucks. Oh, oh my God, it was. Uh, you weren't trying to park out there, were you? Dude, I had to do a limbo to get into my car every time. <laughs> limbo. All right, we'll come back. We'll see if there's any more COVID news here from Jeff. Um, we'll reiterate all of Dr. Bob's picks as well because he's got one coming up in less than 20 minutes. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great. 
but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, bro. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on college bowl games. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any bowl game, and if your team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets. Regardless of your bet's outcome, just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy college bowl season like never before and earn M Life rewards that you can use for rooms and dining at any MGM resort. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if the college team you bet on scores a touchdown. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. We get tweets. Jeff, how did I go a whole show without reading tweets? What's wrong with me? Man. Or as you said, Vinny. Man. Who's stopping you? <laughs> Please. Who's stopping Do you? Do every other show. Come on. I know. <laughs> I know. Let me get to the beginning here because there's tons of them. Now I've lost my place. Oh, no. Oh, that's not good. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a whole bunch. So there's a whole bunch of tweets. Most of them revolve around the game last night, and our whole discussion about the game Meaning at the beginning of the show. The coaching decisions. The coaching decisions primarily, right? So, but there's others. Nemesis Enforcer. Got to discuss Joe Buck's bonehead comment <laughs> that Donald Parham Jr. was shaking on the stretcher because it's colder than normal in L.A. Just don't say anything if that's the commentary on an obvious spinal injury. Well, we don't know 
He's, he's in stable condition. We hope for the best for Donald Parham. I was I was doing primetime action, so I didn't hear the broadcast. But Jeff, you said something about it. it was I, that whole situation was was handled pretty poorly, basically as poorly as you could have handled it uh, from the broadcast perspective on that just horrific looking injury for Parham. Yeah, we hope for the best for him. And uh, yeah, probably Joe Buck would have probably liked to have that back. Uh, Birdie. Not hurt one time anyone factor in the Chargers' defense. Decisions that are being made are not factoring the quality or lack thereof of the Chargers' D. Analytic coaching has to factor both sides of the ball. Ravens do it because the D is usually top 10. I believe we did mention that with Paul Carr earlier. That tweet might have come before that. That, yes, uh, you know, again, the, an extreme example like, why did the Ravens go for two at the end of the game against the Steelers? Because they had no cornerbacks, right? Football football does matter. Um but it's funny to me that the non-analytics community thinks that the analytics community is so myopic and only think about analytics when it's really the analytics people that are able to process two things in their heads at the same time. That's just my opinion on it. J&J Watering Hole, and we get a lot of these. Why do you skip over the not going uh, for two to make it a nine-point game? What's the model say? Well, we did talk about this, um, and the models actually say the math is negligible between going for one or going for two at that point in the game. So that that was not an issue at all. Um, there's another one from John B. One question on game recap, Chargers score in fourth was 28-20. Thoughts on if the Chargers should go for two, uh, up seven in the fourth quarter. Again, kicking the extra point, not an issue there. Um, let's see here. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, Trip Tepper, what is more obscure today, Felica's location or whatever he's betting from said locale? <laughs> That's very true. Uh, Chris Felica, Vinny, came to us from Turks and Caicos this morning. Did he? How about that? Well, mm. I'm, he's he's much warmer than we are. Uh, Roger Jones, happy Friday. Gil, excellent recap and commentary about uh, Thursday Night Football. My question, why not go for two when scoring to go up? Is seven now. Uh, we covered that as well. So on and on with the uh, with the... Uh, tweets about the game last night. Jeff Rowe records Chargers won the first game versus Casey because they were plus four in turnover margin. L.A. gained 12 fewer first downs, 85 fewer yards, and had the ball for five fewer minutes. Chargers converted one-fourth down attempt. They won the game because Casey, uh, you know, went on themselves. Same with Chiefs last night. Uh, that's one person's opinion there. Let's see. Uh, Roger Jones, go Pat Shermer's kid. Washington again with a roster of quarterbacks that include Garrett Gilbert, and Pat Shermer's kid, Kyle Shermer. So there's that as well. Um, okay, uh, Phil Weiss. Gil, I disagree with you. Analytics is a tool that should be used along with an understanding of game flow. I believe we said that. And the need for points. First possession at fourth and goal from the five should have resulted in three and last position of the half as well. Do people even listen to what we're saying sometimes? <laughs> I. That's what I said. That hey, we, you wanted uh, to read the tweets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it, that's exactly what we're saying on this show. And I actually was for... Uh, kicking the field goal at the end of the first half for the reasons stated earlier. So on and on with the tweets. We always appreciate all the uh, all the feedback. I could we could do a whole segment on this, Benny, but I don't want to uh, kill your segment with. No, that's uh, it's, yeah. It's it's interesting about the uh, the analytics. Oh, they're I, on I, and on. I think uh, it's safe to say, or or I'll ask you. I'll, yes, I'll ask Gil Alexander a Gil Alexander question. Mm-hmm. Do you? Do, for the listeners mainly, do do you base your particularly your in game mm-hmm. on strictly analytics? What percentage of your in game is analytics and compared to the eye test? I think I. It's more eye test, yeah, than analytics, yeah. To be honest, right, and, yeah. and but it also it's game to game. You're not going to say that 
it's this percentage every game because every game's got a different set of circumstances. But, but it's analytics right? as well because a lot of the stuff that I do is end of half. No, no, end I get it. Of, I of course, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But I think that it, 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 there is a lot of, I, of of the eye test, especially with the in-game. Well, in-game ga- in for sure. It has to be. And, and that's why when you're betting in-game, you want to be watching. These, these college bowls today will be, there'll probably be a lot of in-game happening. By the mm-hmm. way, just let me read a couple more. James uh, underscore AJ one, uh, AG1 just had Paul Carr on. Oh, he's responding to somebody else. He said the win probability was with, was within 0.5% with the end of the half element factored in. So Paul Carr did agree with me that the one questionable one was uh, going for it on uh, the fourth down at the end of the first half. Uh, stats, facts, observations. Gil, unfortunately, I missed your segment with Dr. Bob. Can you tell me who he likes, college and NFL? Well, he had two college. He has the under. For those, uh, for those who want to have action in this game that starts in nine minutes, he has the under in the Bahamas Bowl, which we're seeing, what, about 50, 50 and a half right now? Yeah, 50 and a 50, half is yeah. the 50 and a half. And he has the under in the Boca Raton Bowl tomorrow, the Western Kentucky game, which is 66 and a half. 67s are out there 67s, still. Appalachian State and Western Kentucky. Sorry, Vinny, I went back to the Twitter machine. No, that's all right. That's yeah. fine. Parlay's got a... Uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, quick quick thing here. Uh, not COVID-related news, but mm-hmm. injury-related news. Uh, Lamar Jackson not practicing again. Mm. That is three straight days without practicing for Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that uh, that that is trending very quickly towards a another start for Tyler Huntley for the Baltimore Ravens, who, of course, are uh, approaching a touchdown underdog at home against Green Bay again. Okay. And then three Celtics are out with COVID tonight as well? Yes. Uh, Jabari Parker was on the COVID list mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, Grant Williams and uh, Al Horford now in protocol as well. Boston playing Golden State tonight. Last update I saw still at Golden State is a three-point favorite. Our whole show is overrun yes. with COVID, Vinny. It's a whole show. I know. Jeez, oh, man. I'm, uh, I'm, you got to tune into VEASAN all day because every show is going to be like this. I might need to get a booster just for the, for the rest of the show. You asked me a question off air. Do you want to talk about this on air? What was your question about the Bulls? Oh, yesterday I was uh, speaking with uh, uh, several folks. I actually uh, was uh, brought it up on uh, uh, the Lombardi line with uh, Michael and uh, Patrick Maher. And... You know, when it comes to the bowl games, the players declaring yes. whether they're going to play or not. I'm pro-declaration. You, you're at, at whenever. not if, if they're going pro, what's your question? No, my, my question was, yeah. when should they declare? I, I think, I, I propose this. If a school is invited mm-hmm. to a bowl game and they accept the bid, players within a couple of days, within 48 hours should say I'm playing or not. No, I'm going to respectfully disagree because I think okay. they, they it's such a life decision for them. Right. They should take all the – I mean, from a betting perspective, it sucks, right? We want to know. Well, but, but betting and bookmaking. I mean, everybody wants right. to know, right? Yeah. But I'm just so. saying if I was the kid, I would take my sweet time because here's my thing. It's like these, these universities leave these coaches out to dry. We saw the thing with uh, Diaz in, in Miami. Mm-hmm. Then the coaches are always leaving their players. They're hanging them out to dry, right? Just on a moment's notice, they're out. Sure. So this is like the players' only way now. Now it's all moving towards the players. They got the NIL going. Like I just think that they deserve some power too. They got the they have the power. It's called the Senior Bowl. I think if they want to if they want to take three or four days or five days or ten days to determine if they want to back out of their bowl game, I think that's quite all right. All right, well, that's my opinion. That's 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 we respectfully disagree. We respectfully right. disagree. Yes, we do. All right, Vinny. Vinny and I fisticuffs in the parking lot after this game. <laughs> you imagine? How much can we charge for that? 
That'd be fun. Is that Vinny and Gil fighting out there? Well, there's plenty of room out there today. You don't have to worry. You have the Dodge. You don't have to limbo. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're parked with the, with the oversized trucks. Uh, last thing here before we go. Yes, sir. So then, because uh, we never had a chance to talk about this real quick then. So if if we are going to expand the college football playoff, right, we have the four. We only have the semifinals this year one more time. Right, four, uh, four teams, right. right. And we all know that if you expand it, man, is it going to be a betting boon. Monster. But as far as this year is concerned, those semifinals, as compared to an NFL playoff game, would be handle-wise? I would say close to them because they're – here's the thing. You, you book them that way mm-hmm. as well. So but by booking – you know, your lim- what I mean by that, you know, your limits are – you're certainly going to take more to those games as a bookmaker uh, than you would these t- t- tomorrow's, today and tomorrow's games. Vinny Maliulo, everybody. Slow jamming with Vinny. Thank you, Vinny. I appreciate it as always. Good to be with you. Uh, you got to tune into Visa the rest of the day, starting with the Lombardi line, because the COVID news just continues and it affects it all of these lines. Never seen anything like the movement. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Good luck with all your bets. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.